0: From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday the 31st of August 2022. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the death of the Soviet Union's last president, Mikhail Gorbachev. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories and discussing just what's happening in September. But first, the death of Mikhail Gorbachev. It was announced late last night that the former and final leader of the Soviet Union, Mikhail Gorbachev, has died aged 91 after a difficult and protracted illness. He will go down in history for his policies of glasnost or openness and perestroika or restructuring, which ultimately brought the end of the Soviet Union. While the West will praise him for those policies, others, particularly in Russia, have criticised him for his reforms which destabilised the Soviet system and hastened the end of the USSR. Gorbachev, who led the USSR from 1985 until 1991, oversaw the opening up of the Soviet Union's economy, leading to the entry of Western businesses, including the likes of McDonald's and, famously, Pizza Hut with Gorbachev himself later appearing in a Pizza Hut advert. Sometimes nothing brings people together like a nice hot pizza from Pizza Hut. Beyond the economy, Gorbachev is widely credited with overseeing the peaceful end of the Cold War, and for avoiding World War III over the toppling of the Berlin Wall, having dropped the so-called Brezhnev Doctrine. The doctrine, in a similar way as NATO's Article 5, saw any threat to socialist rule in any state within the Eastern Bloc considered to be a threat to them all. Instead of seeing the fall of the Berlin Wall as such a threat, Gorbachev dropped the doctrine in favour of the Sinatra Doctrine, allowing Warsaw states to go their own way, alluding to the Frank Sinatra song, My Way. In 1990, he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for the leading role he played in radical changes in East-West relations. In spite of his rapprochement with the West, he ultimately lived to see Russia return to war under Vladimir Putin. Messages of condolence have come in from across the world. The current president, Joe Biden, hailed Gorbachev as a man of remarkable vision, noting that when he came to power, the Cold War had gone on for nearly 40 years, with communism for even longer, with devastating consequences. UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres called him a -a one-of-a-kind statesman who changed the course of history. He did more than any other individual to bring about the peaceful end to the Cold War. And that the world has lost a towering global leader, committed multilateralist and tireless advocate for peace. But Mr Gorbachev will not be universally popular, particularly in Russia, for his role in the collapse of the Soviet Union. Vladimir Putin famously described the collapse of the USSR as the greatest geopolitical catastrophe of the 20th century. A 2021 poll found that more than 70% of Russians say their country moved in a negative direction during his time as leader. Nevertheless, Putin offered his condolences following Gorbachev's death and said he left an enormous impact on the course of world history and led the country during difficult and dramatic changes amid large-scale foreign policy, economic and societal challenges. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day. But there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. The case surrounding the documents seized by the FBI at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort is heating up, with a new filing by the government alleging that efforts were likely taken to obstruct the government's investigation. In response to Trump's motion to, among other things, appoint a special master to review the documents seized, the Department for Justice calls into question Trump's counsel, understood to be Christina Bob, highlighting, quote, that the FBI in a matter of hours recovered twice as many documents with classification markings as the diligent search that the former president's counsel and other representatives had weeks to perform calls into serious question the representatives made in the June the 3rd certification and casts doubt on the extent of cooperation in this matter. The Justice Department also alleges that classified documents were found inside Trump's office, contrary to that June the 3rd certification. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make The Daily Briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Shamima Begum was smuggled into Syria by a double agent, working for both the so-called Islamic State and Canadian intelligence, a new book by the Sunday Times former security correspondent has claimed. The book alleges that Canada's Security Intelligence Service, or CSIS, knew Begum was being trafficked when the Metropolitan Police in the UK had launched an international search for the three schoolgirls. CSIS finally admitted their involvement to their British counterparts when they feared being exposed and promptly asked British intelligence services to cover up its role. In a separate BBC interview, a senior intelligence officer at an agency part of the Global Coalition Against IS confirmed to them that the alleged people smuggler was indeed providing information to Canadian intelligence while smuggling people to IS. Spokespeople for the Metropolitan Police, the UK and Canadian governments and the Canadian Security Services all declined to comment. The Solomon Islands have today banned foreign Navy ships from their ports. It's thought that this move is an attempt to regain some control over their exclusive economic zones. Basically, the water surrounding their country that they have the rights to. The Prime Minister of the Islands said of the decision that the country had the unfortunate experiences of foreign navy vessels entering the country's waters during the course of the year without diplomatic clearance granted. As such, we've requested our partners to give us time to review and put in place our new processes before sending further requests for military vessels to enter the country. The Solomon Islands have recently signed a pact with China, which allows Beijing to send their police to the island. In effect, this is to help the government of the Solomon Islands to maintain social order, something the government has been worried about since riots broke out last year. When this is combined with the fact that the Solomon Islands turned away a British and an American ship lately, it's understandable why the West is slightly concerned about this latest development. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but if you want to see our discussion of what's going on in September, then watch the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free but also an extended edition of the show every single day. Available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms CuriosityStream and Nebula for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula including the extended briefing other full exclusive Exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.